Is radiation in hospitals killing us? Can cancer be cured? Is there a possibility that radiation might be useful in medicine today? Hi, my name is Rebecca Khalil, and this is Not So Confusing Science. Hello, we are joined today by a very special guest, Zafir Devji. Hi, Zafir. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing just fine. Thank you for having me. The pleasure is mine. Okay, so today's topic is radioisotopes in medicine. How are they used in diagnosis and treatment of diseases? Does the use of them cause harm to our bodies? These are all very good questions, but let us break everything down first. What is a radioisotope? It is an isotope that is unstable, therefore having the need to release energy and decay. What did the unstable atom say when it was losing electrons? I better keep an eye on it. It probably was a bad idea to come here. Okay, moving on. We are aware that in recent years, there have been methods of diagnosis of disorders in the bodies, which use radioisotopes. The most common radioisotopes used are technetium-99, which has a nuclear symbol of 99TC43, and fluorine-18, which has a nuclear symbol of 18FL9. They are used in common diagnosis procedures such as SPECT and PET. Can you speak to us about these procedures? Of course. SPECT stands for Single Proton Emission Computerized Tomography. In the procedure, the patient is injected with a radioactive tracer. It contains many radioisotopes, but most most importantly, technetium-99. When injected into the patient, the tracer emits gamma rays, which escape the body and then detected by the gamma, gamma camera. The camera forms a 3D picture of the inside tissue and bones and sends it to a computer to be enhanced. Now, when dealing with radiation, you would question the dangers of the procedure, but the radioactive tracer doesn't affect the patient whatsoever. This is because the amount injected is so insignificant that the patient experiences no discomfort. Now, technetium-99 is supplied to hospitals in containers containing molybdenum-99, which progressively decays into technetium-99. But what is so special about technetium-99? Why is it used and not any other radioisotope? Great question. Technetium-99 is basically perfect as it has a half-life of 6 hours, which is long enough for the procedure to be thoroughly taken, yet short enough to not affect the patient. As it decays, it releases low-energy gamma rays, which easily escape the body. Technetium-99 is also very adaptable and can be used in different tracers concerning different parts of the body. SPECT sounds great, but let's talk about PET. This method is used to especially diagnose cancer, as well as cardinal and brain damage. Can you tell us about how the procedure goes about? No problem. PET stands for Poison Emission Tomography, very similar to SPECT, except for the tracer injected into the patient contains fluorine-18 and different radioisotopes depending on the targeted area of the body. This makes the procedure more accurate in getting to its targeted tissue. It also creates more precise images. The energy released is also gamma rays, which are detected by a gamma camera as well. 
This method sounds very successful, but I'm guessing there are shortcomings. You are right. Fluorine 18 has a half-life of just under two hours, limiting the time of the procedure and therefore not always getting the best results. But it is not always a problem, as the tracer does not take very long to get to the targeted tissue. Hey, little tip. Never lie to a radiologist. They will see right through you. Can we please move on? Very well then. Now that we've talked about the diagnosis, let's move on to treatment. Radioisotopes are used in treatment of cancer because cancer cells are sensitive to damage through radiation. Just as radiation causes cancer, it is also its downfall. This is correct. There are different radioisotopes used for treating different types of cancer, such as cobalt-60 for the brain cancer, iodine-181 for thyroid cancer, etc. The therapeutic procedure is quite like the diagnosis, but the radiation injected is high energy. The radioisotopes travel through the bloodstream seeking to kill cancer cells without harming the body tissue. This method is not usually the first approached, as it is very dangerous and has offered many opportunities to harm the patient. Okay, this brings us to the end of today's podcast. Zafir, it has been a delight having you here. Thank you, Rebecca. I enjoyed it as well. Thank you for listening, and this was Not So Confusing Science.